we've had a lot of fun boosting up this next season. So hopefully yeah, you guys absolutely. have fun too. If you don't have fun, get out! Just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Stay here. Stay here. Okay. All right. Welcome to the Gospel in Black and White show, everyone, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am joined here by Lenny Escobar for our 100th episode. Oh, dude, we're here. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? We made it to 100 episodes. That's crazy. It's a lot of episodes. It's a ton of episodes. That's 100 hours. That's almost as long as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh my gosh, we are literally making history for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Happy New Year, sir. Yeah, you as well, and Merry Christmas. Oh, oh wait, yeah. we already had it. Yeah, we, we already did. had that episode. Never mind. Yeah. Also, I don't have anything else to say. Anyway, this is exciting. <laughs> this is this is fun. We're we're really excited to launch this uh, next season of the Gospel in Black and White Show. A couple of announcements, real quick, before we get into some of the exciting stuff. We have a new website, y'all. Ooh, yes, Ooh. we do. And by new website, I mean it's actually the exact same website. It just looks nicer, okay? Oh, it looks... And everyone, you know, I normally don't give a lot of credit to Cody because he's really dumb, but he did a great <laughs> job on this website. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's great. It looks very polished, sharp, at least in my experience. I'm not a web designer, but it looks great. So go ahead and give that a check out. I don't know why I said it that way. Go ahead and check yeah. that out. Yeah, you get the barcode uh, and beep. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a grocery store for yeah. the gospel. That's right. So, uh, It's www. Don't do that. Come on, it's 2023. <laughs> We've grown away from that. <laughs> it's ibwpodcast.com. ibwpodcast.com. Go check us out. Go see the website. And while you're there, you might as well send us an email, send us a question. Yeah. So Send us something else we'll tell you about in a minute here. Oh, so part of uh, this new season is we really want to kick things off with kind of a, I don't know, what do we a commencement video? What do we call this thing? Oh like, yeah, oh that's a well, it's I, just like a kickoff video. It's a kickoff yeah. video. Well, but I already used the word kickoff. I don't want to use it twice back to back. So, oh yeah. Okay. Now, now you're the idiot. Okay. It's okay. People are yeah. used to you sounding like an idiot. So no, it's but fine. you're the idiot though that time. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, so no, <laughs> Lenny and I spent some time up at uh, Temple Square uh, discussing kind of the theme of this next season of the podcast. So we're going to play um, this this video for you. We'll leave the link in the show notes so you can go watch the video. There's a It's a fun walk-by discussion of what's going on with the temple and how that ties into this next season of our podcast. Um, so we encourage everyone to go look at that, go watch that. Um, but uh, here is the video to start, my friends. This is where, like, the biggest secondary source, okay, remember our episode, primary, secondary, tertiary sources, secondary sources being hearing the gospel from the scriptures, learning about it through studies, from the prophets, from the apostles, 
this is where we get that fed every six months right just so that we don't you know humble ourselves we're considered a tertiary source okay yeah, yeah, yeah. third okay celebrate his birth everyone welcome come and see that's the temple under construction right now yeah looks the, the spires aren't there it's like missing a bunch of the things we recognize so quickly about the Salt Temple, mm -hmm. especially knowing how long it took to make right you know, 40 years guys this is like our our next season of the in black and white show we really want to focus on foundations of faith right so the temple is a great example for us right now of rebuilding that foundation making sure that it's going to last and that it's built the right way for our faith that right way is built on primary sources what's the primary source Lenny? it's your revelation that you receive directly from god a witness from god um, himself you know wherever you can feel that that inspiration from him right so we really want to encourage uh, everyone to, to have more of those primary sources of revelations that's what your testimonies we built our relationship with god and speaking to you we're going to feature stories of faith every episode on our podcast stories of faith y'all stories of faith so what that means is we're going to have people submit testimonies or stories or experiences that explain a revelation they received from god and, and why it's important and why it matters your testimonies our testimonies are what helped build each other's faith the temple was beautiful and it was probably the safest building on the earth even before this but there were no chances here no chances with this temple no chances with our testimony so they rebuilt it stripping it down to make it the most solid it can be at this point on the earth and so that's what we do too we should do this try to do this every every chance we get to rebuild our testimonies and develop an even stronger version of faith for ourselves amen hallelujah mm. all right so mm. man yes. uh, just as we end this video a couple of things we hope that you like our new intro song by the way oh yeah so new that's also new with our new season so we're excited to show that off show the theme song everybody yeah the theme song the in black and white the gospel in black and white show theme song made by us truly and mixed and mastered by us truly Lenny truly yeah Lenny truly not me but Lenny truly yeah so we can see his episode we'll we'll uh, we'll link his episode in the bottom uh, Lenny truly just kidding no. <laughs> <laughs> what a it was, dumb yes, name it was very exciting yeah Lenny truly yeah and it's we're, we're pretty excited about that but the video also we're actually pretty excited about filmed and edited by Cody just so you know too Anyways, we're just doing a lot of plugs for ourselves. We're, I guess we're really excited about the stuff we're doing, and we hope that you are too. Yeah. So, Foundations of Faith, that's uh, that's the theme of mm. our next season here. So, we had this episode about primary, secondary, tertiary sources, I think, that kind of resonated with both of us. And we wanted to really focus in on that. You know, let's build our testimonies in the primary fashion. Not in the secondary fashion, not in the tertiary fashion, or the tertiary fashion. But let's build it in the primary fashion, which means direct bit revelation from God. And we're under attack right now. Like, our testimonies are under attack by the adversary more than ever today. We've seen it. We've seen more people uh, have their faith challenged in the last few years than I, I have in, in any other years of my life. And I know that's the same for you too, Lenny. Oh, absolutely. We're excited to be able to go through this season and talk about how we can build up and defend our faith. And 
actually that's going to be a primary theme of what we talk about. But one of the things that uh, with this announcement, like we said before, we have foundations of faith and our foundations of faith are built on our stories of faith. So it's mentioned in the video that there is a separate Instagram story of my experience going through my family history to to build up and create my own story of faith through specifically through my family history. So go ahead and check that out. But today we're going to start off by talking about stories of faith. Stories of faith, why we stay. And we, your stories of faith, feature on every episode. Every episode of the podcast going forward will have someone else's story of their faith shared. And we think it's a great way to involve you, this community, and really build each other up uh, with our testimonies. So, yeah, we're going to start that off. Let's drop the question real quick. Every episode, a question, right? Question or concern? All right. Let's start with the gray then. The gray. So, this is our question that we have with the, to kind of fuel this discussion. How do you defend your faith while living in the world today? Mm, wow. You know, I know that we've talked about this question, like we discussed it before the episode, but as you asked it, I just got a wave of like, man, I think this is a really important question for all of us right now. Yeah. I know that we had already talked about it, but I just got this wave, this feeling, just this wave of, of like, wow, this is really important thing to talk about. Confirmation, so dude. Yeah, confirmation. Yeah. It's a song. Ooh, it's a soundbite right there. Which, yeah. by the way, <laughs> I hope you all enjoy our new soundbites, too. Because, uh, we've had a lot of fun boosting up this next season. So hopefully yeah, you guys absolutely. have fun, too. If you don't have fun, get out! Just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Stay here. Stay here. Okay. All right. Um, oh, that, was, uh, that, that caught me off guard. Just... The, la- the volume and everything. I, just, I, I leaned back and my headphones like tugged tight here. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay. We have an assortment of testimonies and, and uh, stories of faith here we're going to share and discuss. We'll stop after each one and we'll, we'll discuss them. This whole episode is a special episode. So this whole thing is going to be just chock full of stories of faith. So we're going to go through four people and uh, their testimonies. So this was submitted by a Brandon Flowers. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, sorry, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't hold that in. I, I wanted to like hold it in, but that was just so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he didn't. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. You probably do. He's the singer for the Killers. Kind of a big deal. Okay. Did he submit it? I'm not gonna answer that. But I did find this on YouTube. Uh, so I, I'll say that. So you uh, you admitted it that he didn't submit it. I didn't admit anything. But anyway, uh, yeah. So. Brandon Flowers, is, she showed up in the news many times where people talk to him. I mean, the, the Killers, one of the biggest rock bands in modern history. Right? Well, in history, I think it might be fair to say, with how many uh, records they've sold. So he is often put on the spotlight and targeted about his faith. And I don't know if people are being mean or anything like that, but he's a good example of somebody who, who stands with it, who sticks by it. And uh, he just commented, well, I don't know, what, two months ago, there was an article, another article where he came out talking about his testimony and his commitment to the to the gospel. So mm. he's still going strong, guys. This guy's like in the spotlight of, you know, he's he's, he's definitely in the world and, and probably pressured by some worldly things more than, than well, than I am. I'll say that. Okay. Mm, yeah, that's good. That's good. Related to you. Yeah. And then like, 
maybe as much as you. I mean, only because of <laughs> contrast. Like, you're super weak compared to him. So, like... <laughs> just, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Let's play it. You are you are actually a Mormon, and you've yeah. been a Mormon also for yes. uh, your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, can you please explain the beauty of faith the to, beauty to of Bjorn faith. here? <laughs> He's an atheist. <laughs> the beauty of faith. Uh, some of the things that I love are, you know, are I think about my mother teaching me to pray, and that I had that communication with my heavenly Father, and that's something that I turn to on a daily basis, and. Just uh, there are answers to questions that my church has that I, you know, that also are very. I guess it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing for me, and I'm happy. So. So, what are your thoughts so far? This is the first half where they're starting to be like, oh, get, you know, get into your faith, and, and and he's like, hey, this is this is a good thing for me. I'm happy. He has a fond memory of his mom teaching him to what? Mm, to pray. Yeah. Which we know is a what? Super sick thing to do. No, it's how you activate a primary source. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know where that accent was, but oh, oh my gosh. It was the Brandon Flowers accent. Yeah. It definitely was not. <laughs> no, but, it wasn't, no. But what I really like that he said at the end there is he didn't back off. He's like, I'm happy. I mean, it's simple. His, his faith, his beliefs, his uh, testimony makes him happy. I think that what's impressive is the simplicity of this testimony. I'm sure that they spent, they're not going to spend a, a whole bunch of time on it, just enough, but that he had just this very simple answer to the question, you're a Mormon. Tell us about why your faith is beautiful, why you think it's beautiful, which, you know, to give, to be fair, that interviewer set that question up really nicely for a, yeah. an exposition in faith. But I just think his answer, like you said, found memories of him, of his mom teaching him to pray. And now he goes to that daily, and it's a, an integral part of his life. That's at least that's what, what I'm getting from, and he's happy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's uh, really I I know I I really like that. And the other thing he said was that he, there's answers to the questions that my church has, and it's a beautiful thing. I like the way he said that for two reasons. One is it's like, well, what questions are you talking about, and why right. is it beautiful? Like that's what kind of like leads me to. I mean, it's such a beautiful. He well, he set it up like a nice, yeah, like a nice. And he, and he talks free about throw, that more. You know? yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let, let, we should probably move on to the next part then. Yeah. Let me let me finish this. And I I should have said this at the beginning. This is a, a clip from uh, Scavlin. Um, oh, yeah. So I'll I'll put the, sh- the link in the show notes. And as far as I could tell, this dude gets a handful of random. It feels like random people together, and they just chat. Okay. Oh, that's great. So earlier in this clip, uh, this one guy is like, Joseph Smith is a charlatan. And Brandon Flowers is like, I take offense to that because he's not. He's like, do your research. <laughs> so it's kind of like, a, so it's, there's more in this clip. But uh, here's the next part. Uh, I think gets a little more into his testimony. Now, my question for you was, uh, I'm curious to know, do you, do you actually literally believe in the story about Joseph Smith and the gold plates and the hat and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm very familiar with the origins of my religion, and okay. and I've read about it. I'm not. I've. Uh, I'm. You know, you get to that age where you you have to. You know, your parents teach you something, and you've got to decide. Once you're an adult, you know, you can't just go off of what they said. You have to gain a testimony for yourself, 
And I, yeah, I do. I believe uh -huh. Joseph Smith. You're actually. All right. Keep it short and short and mm. simple there. Yeah. Um, there's there's more in this whole clip, but uh, that's like a missionary response, right? Mm. I'm familiar with that kind of response where he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And this guy asked it in a way that was like, I mean, you could, there's more here with Brandon Flowers, right? His mm. testimony isn't, isn't. Um, I mean, he does have a testimony of Joseph Smith being a prophet and the Book of Mormon, but the way he answered that was, yeah, I'll answer your question, but, but I know for myself, and I do believe yeah. it. Yeah, I think that uh, the thing that impressed me the most, or was impressed upon me on the, in the most about this clip, was there comes a point where you have to decide for yourself that you're going to do the work to find out for yourself if these things are true. I mean, he didn't say it in exactly those those terms, but that's kind of the feeling that I got. Yeah, and, and how can you decide for yourself if you if you don't know how to pray, if you don't know how to make that connection, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I love this. Uh, I love the, the transition from the first part of the clip into this next one, how it all connects together. His mom yeah. taught him to pray, and honestly, that's the reason why he got the answer. He was he knew how to pray. He knew how to find the answer for himself, yeah. which I think is you know, if we're gonna if we're trying to answer this question, how do you defend your faith while living in the world? You have to be able to know how to do that. You have right. to be able to learn how to receive revelation from God. That's in essence what what Brandon was talking about. Yeah, and he this is again there's there's more in this clip. There's more things that he's said and posted or been in interviews or whatnot over the last years. This is like an eight year old video. Mm. Um, it's a good example of this, but we just had uh, the church post about his his testimony here not two months ago. So well, he's still defending the faith and and holds strong here. So uh, I appreciate his example. He seems like a humble dude for being mm -hmm. uh, wickedly famous. And let's not lie, he's a good looking guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next one here. Mm. You want to introduce our guest? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, he's going to be on the podcast right now. We're going to phone him in. Just kidding. No. <laughs> Just I wish. Kidding. That'd be cool. Cody and I are both massive fans of this man. It's probably why his clip is going to be the longest. Just kidding. It's actually because he has a lot of good stuff to say. Yeah. This is Brandon Sanderson, one of the most famous fantasy authors uh, alive in the world today. I would say, me personally, I think I would put him up there with uh, J.R.R. Martin and uh, what? Tolkien. Oh, oh, J.R.R. Tolkien and George R.R. Martin? Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> he said J.R.R. Martin, it. My bad, my bad. Other way around. Like just, you just don't watch people. Game of Thrones, do you? That's probably <laughs> good thing. Um, I appreciate his storytelling, though. I just want to say that. Uh, G. What's his name? G.R.R. <laughs> Martin? George R.R. Martin. George R.R. Martin. Yeah, <laughs> his storytelling ability is is quite fantastic. Even if uh, you know some of the content that he writes, I don't really jive with. But anyways, yeah. really popular, famous author. I would say that Brandon Sanderson is right up there with these fantasy literary giants. So yeah, we're excited to hear about him and what he yeah. has to say about his faith. Uh, we probably should have said this too. That this uh, I'm springing all these live on Lenny. So this is the first time he's hearing these. Your reaction, Lenny. Oh yeah, this is a reaction video. This is this is a reaction video for you. I've already heard this. Oh, okay. One more thing with this. This is from a Why I Believe live stream. So there's a Orm mission that does these with uh, notable figures and sometimes notable, sometimes maybe not. I don't know. But this was about a month and a half ago. 
maybe mm. close to two months ago, beginning of November-ish, brought him on and asked him questions. Uh, the missionaries did. And so towards the end, it's about 40 minutes into this clip, and uh, he really breaks down in a beautiful way why he believes the gospel, the restored gospel. These things that you believe, your faith in Christ, is not really shared by a lot of your readers, a lot of people that follow you. What, what would you have to say to people who criticize your faith or criticize how you... Yeah, think? you know, I do get criticized um, and things like that. And uh, I do try to also understand, mm -hmm. right? Um, because while, because of the internet, some of that criticism is not coming from a place of sincerity, a lot of it is. Um, and if you can understand people's sincerity, why they are offering up criticism, you understand them better and you understand life better, right? And so understanding why people might criticize uh, and things like that, uh, my answer is, um, and it's my answer to a lot of things. It's a great, uh, great scripture in 2 Nephi, where um, Nephi is um, he's a Book of Mormon prophet. His father has had this really dynamic vision um, which you call the tree of life. You read about it in the Book of Mormon. It's a really incredible vision. Nephi's like, I want to know what that meant. So he goes and prays, right? And he has the same vision, but also gets some, uh, some understanding. And he is, he's speaking with angels and actually a manifestation of the Spirit of the Lord himself, right? Uh, the Holy Ghost. And Nephi's talking there, and um, he is asked by a heavenly messenger, all right, do you understand this thing? And it happens to do with, uh, with Christ coming down and these things. Uh, and you can tell that Nephi is just overwhelmed. And his answer is my answer to a lot of things. He's like, I do not know the meaning of all things. Uh, you can almost even read between lines. He's like, I don't know the meaning of many things uh, in the face of this. But then he says, but I know God loves his children. Um, that is the core of my faith. Okay, great example. Of seeking out a primary source. I mean, Nephi loved his dad, right? Mm. He still went to get a primary source. Like that love for his dad is not enough to help him defend his faith with what's coming. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh so I like that he brings that up. Sorry everyone, this is a longer one. It's about five minutes because he gets to some really good points about um about faith. Anything you want to say before I keep that rolling? I really like this focus that he had on understanding because mm -hmm. I think he was able to I correctly identify where this question was coming from about criticism because it, I think because of the internet some criticism is not very genuine but a lot of it is mm -hmm. and most people feel like they can really ask the question behind anonymity even if there are trolls out there who actually to take the advantage of this, there are people who actually use this to their advantage to actually get answers to their questions without actually disclosing yeah. their, their, I don't know. Yeah, they just, just they being, feel just, safer. They feel they safer, feel safer. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think that what he said there was understanding where this comes from helps you to understand them better and understand life better. What a great quote. Yeah. I feel like this Brandon Sanderson's a prime example of being a very committed, devoted disciple of Christ who is mm -hmm. very compassionate. Oh, absolutely. And he he lends people the the benefit of the doubt, which is commendable. Yeah. So, all right, let's keep this rolling. Um, 
Why do I believe? I believe uh, in Christ because I, I'm a very scientifically minded person. And I believe that you can ask God if he's real and he will tell you through a manifestation of the spirit. Um, and I have had that experience. Um, I believe because it is repeatable, it follows a scientific method, and it is either God is real and he is answering when I ask, which if there's a loving God in heaven who wants us to follow what he wants us to do, he will answer, right? Like, I can't imagine a world where there is a loving God who wants us to do things that won't tell us, yes, this is what I want you to do. It's either that or it's confirmation bias, right? Where it's, a, it's, it's very, you know... Um, Cartesian. It's like either I can either I have to trust my own senses and trust that I have felt these things and go forward on them, or I can trust nothing. And I can understand those who go the other direction and say, you know what? I think this is confirmation bias. I can't trust any of these things. I trust what I felt, and that keeps me going forward. But I do not have the meaning of all things. I know this is where God wants me. This is, and I feel like. Every step I take, um, I feel a confirmation of that inside. I feel like we are here to learn. And I am here partially to listen to these critics. Because you know what? If it's coming from a place in sincerity, that's important for me to, to, to at, least, you know, at least understand. But I ask them to understand me in return. And that understanding is I have had these feelings and impressions in my heart that are repeatable. It, it is the way that I feel... I need to go. It has always guided me right in life. And I feel like my life is so much better. I have not just material accomplishments, but spiritual and emotional uh, things have been better with me whenever I've been on that path. And so I'm going to stay on that path. Um, but I don't know the meaning of all things. There you go. Man, there's so much good stuff that he was saying in there. Oh, it's I so have, good. I, Oh, it's so good. I want to unpack a, a few things. I'm going to be quick about it. Right. First thing, I love his discussion about repeatable, this the scientific method minded of this. Right. Because it is. <laughs> you, yeah. it, is re, it is repeatable. You can ask a question, it's repeatable, and you can continue to re, uh, repeat the same experiment and get the, the same exact answers. Or not exact answers, sorry. You still get similar answers. And therefore, you can prove that it is correct. How big is that, though? Uh, to, to word it that way, it's it's repeatable. Mm -hmm. It's really important because I think that that is something we forget. And I will say yeah. that boldly is we forget that it's repeatable. We forget that we can get an answer. We've got an answer five years ago, 25 years ago, 10 years ago. And we can get another answer if we pray and do the things today. Now, yeah. I'm not saying the answer will come today. Or anything like that but I am saying that it will come because right. it is repeatable the other thing I wanted to, to mention was I love the the dichotomy of I trust the things that I felt and that I've learned from or I don't trust anything at all and that he understands people who go the other way but for him when he has trusted those thoughts and feelings and confirmations of the spirit at least the way that he understands them his life has been better and his material but also his emotional and spiritual accomplishments have always been better when he is on that track rather than off it. Right. I think that that's really powerful to say. Which I would second that testimony in my own life. Like living the gospel is not always easy. I don't mm -hmm. know why we say always easy. Like 
we expect it to be. So it's kind of a dumb phrase in today's world, let's be honest. But uh, <laughs> it's not It's not easy. Not, a lot of things aren't easy in life. Welcome mm-hmm. to life. Um, oh, thanks. But, yeah, you just got here. Um, fetus. <laughs> yeah. Fetus learning. yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Nice. Um, <laughs> so... So, so the whole uh, the whole idea of life isn't always easy, but life is always better when I live the gospel. I, there's always positive things that come from it, and I, I've had this thought before. Okay, just being honest. Okay, what happens if I die and I get to the next life, and I'm like, oh crap, there's not a next life. I will have zero regrets with how I've lived my life mm. because I have seen the fruits of the of the commandments I've lived and the gospel that I've lived throughout my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's not it's not why it's not why I uh, you know I have a testimony and I, I'm not I'm not afraid of that. Like that is that's far from my my fears. Um, they're they're not being an afterlife or me being wrong. Like mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about that. But I have it's reasonable to think that right. Yeah. Um. And and I have no no regrets. Right. That, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think that uh, I feel the same exact way. Whether or not this is true or not, which I believe with all my heart, it is true. But if it's not, then the way I've lived my life and the the, the progress I've made as a person is worth it, because that progress is benefiting all of the people in my life. Because I'm becoming a better man and a better person in this world. Yeah. I can't get over the the word he used or the the phrase the Cartesian Cartesianness of us uh-huh. is it's either you trust yourself all the feelings that you had and you trust God or you don't trust anything at all and both of those things are okay. But we on this podcast are encouraging you to trust the experiences that you have and that you've had because they are true and they are real and they can be real for you. Every every time, and just going hearkening back to what Brandon was saying, uh, Brandon Sanderson was saying about right, get your Brandon straight, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I can say Brandon, <laughs> but I mean, both Brandons there. Anyways, we can go back to what what he was saying that whatever that he has felt, um, he has trusted that that's the thing that has led him right. Yeah, and I think that we can also go back to that ourselves. And we can kind of look into that and, and what we felt. What I mean is we can evaluate the feelings that we had when we received those inspirations or, or whatever, and we can, we, we can rely on those because they are repeatable. That's what I wanted to say too. They are repeatable. Yeah. So that's uh he said this, he did another one of these, why I believe uh, live streams about a year ago that I listened mm-hmm. to. And uh, he said something very similar where he's like, well, mm-hmm. one of the reasons I believe is because I'm logical. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really interested to hear where this goes because most people's argument on the other side is, you know, they like to separate the spiritual from the logical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, not so. Uh, and he gives a similar answer here, but that idea of the scientific method is supported by the gospel. In fact, it is encouraged and it is how missionary work it pivots on the scientific method. So, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, it's great. 
yeah appreciate his his testimony he's awesome guy and you can see in the fruits of of his life how he handles his business how he treats his fans how he talks to people this guy is uh he's a great example of a disciple absolutely okay uh we're gonna jump into our third our third contestant no, i should say contestant uh our, our third, third guest uh, third guest um this is michaela 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 i'm pretty it's sure michaela. i'm pretty sure it's michaela skinner so anybody watching the olympics this last year she was an olympic i shouldn't say was she is a gymnast olympic gymnast and i believe she got the silver mm-hmm. as i was doing research for this episode there's a lot of olympians who are members of the church yeah and it's amazing it's pretty cool um but uh, anyway she's a recent example i think she's a great a great example this is just a short i couldn't find a lot of video clips out there but this is just a short little interview with her on byu tv um again we'll include the link in the show notes to go find this but uh just a quick little clip here with uh michaela to be able to represent team usa and take home a silver when i thought i was going home with nothing i think the biggest thing for me was having faith through my whole gymnastics career i've had trial after trial and we need those struggles to be able to become our better selves heavenly father had a plan for me and that's what it was and i just had to keep going and never give up Okay, short, short and to the point, right? Mm. It's edited, so. It's edited like, there's probably a full program of this on BYU TV that people could actually dig into, so maybe we should point them at that. Okay, if you're an Olympic anything, then you know how to work flipping hard, all right? Absolutely. Harder than we, oh, I shouldn't disparage us, okay. You got to work pretty hard, though. You got to work pretty hard, maybe a little harder than us. Okay. But that's one of the one of the tenets, one of the things of, of the gospel. It has created an industrious people. And anyone can see this outside or inside of the church that we work hard and, and we try to. It is encouraged. It is fundamental to a lot of our beliefs in the gospel. Is it works over grace? Okay, well, I don't want to get into that, but that's a great future episode. I do want to get into that. We do push both of those very hard in the faith. It's important mm. to work and to show your faith in God. It's important to also give yourself grace and allow the grace of the Savior to fill in the gaps where you fall short. Mm-hmm. She's an Olympic gymnast. She's talking about uh, it's important to have challenges and trials to help you grow. Man, so so good. Because I feel like we... Okay, just honestly, anyone listening to the, the podcast, I think most of us don't want trials. I'm going to be honest. I can tell you right now that I don't want trials because they're hard and they require a lot of me. And sometimes I don't feel like I have a lot to give, but what's great about them is I do like trials, but maybe it's more accurate to say is I like the fruits of trials. I don't know if I like trials, but I like the fruits of trials because those fruits are the things that make life more that they just make life more because I have more to give. I have more strength, more pools of strength because of those trials. And I think that that's, that's great. And I, and I think that not liking trials is okay. I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to make it controversial. I don't know. I think that not liking trials is okay. But I also think we all enjoy the fruits of trials, which is those blessings. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it worth it. Well, especially in the, in the light of, of foundations of faith. Okay. Mm, absolutely. 
how do you get, how does a tree get a strong foundation, right? Not from living over at Weenie Hut Jr., okay? From SpongeBob. <laughs> no, it, it gets strong roots by withstanding strong winds. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's got to grow those strong roots. I, I had this thought today. I don't know why I made this comparison. It is absurd now that I think about it. But my son, while we were at church, wanted to get these little stickers out of a little sticker book, and he couldn't scratch them off. So I was scratching them off and handing them to him. And after a couple, I was like, I should do this for him. He's not going to figure out how to do this if I do them all for him. So I started weaning off and, and just like, scratching off the corner and, and doing less and less scratching so that he could figure out how to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Because if if it, if that was never hard and he never figured out how to do that, then he'd be a 30-year-old with his own podcast trying to show someone a sticker he couldn't get off. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> but Sorry, I just had that. It's a, it's a great image. <laughs> I can't like a really, he, He's like a really successful person, and people hand him a sticker book. He's like, he's, he's stumped. Oh. He's like, kryptonite. He's he's like built million dollar businesses. He can't figure out how to get a <laughs> sticker out of it. Yeah. Wish my dad would have showed me. Yeah, so now the comparison I made was I don't know why. Spartan youths, okay? Yeah. We've heard that the Spartans back in yonder day raised a soldier uh, as like a soldier based uh, growing up experience, right? So they would any 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 children with deformities or anything like that that could set them back. Like, they got rid of. It's messed up stuff, right? And everyone else, they trained hard, and they had to become stronger, and they had to fight every day and, 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 and learn to survive in these brutal environments. Anyway, not a good example, okay? Nobody raised your kids that way, obviously. But I thought to myself, the fact that you have a bunch of youth growing up together and getting better at things together and challenging each other is what's helping them become stronger. It's the same with these conversations we have on this podcast. Or there's a bunch of other LDS podcasts or, or political podcasts, whatever. Whatever's out there where people challenge ideas, but hopefully do it in a respectful way and it's encouraging of conversation. Challenging ideas, that that's like Michaela Skinner here talking about working for an Olympic medal. You have to work hard to get those muscles strong. You have to mm-hmm. challenge them. So if you want to have stronger ideas, you want to have stronger faith, it has to be challenged. So if you want a stronger foundation, don't expect it to come if we're not being challenged. And so I think part of our whole goal with this next season of the podcast is we want to help everyone become better defenders of their faith by giving them ideas of how to get stronger tools, better tools, better shield, and and so that they can be stronger at the end of the at the end of the day because life's not going to get easier the attacks the challenges to our faith mm-hmm. aren't going to get any less absolutely and we're going to talk more a little bit more about those weapons at the end of the episode yeah so again we'll put the link in the in the show notes here so i got this uh last one here i got this a uh, couple of clips here i'm going to read these to everyone unless you want to read them no you don't know how to read so never mind um <laughs> <laughs> got him so Lenny and I, when we served our missions, we served in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania mission. Mm-hmm. And we, we both spent time in Pittsburgh area. And in, uh, in a ward that I was in and that Lenny was in right after me for much longer, if I remember right. That's correct. I was there for two transfers. You were there for five, I think, five. right? That's, that's correct. Yep, five. Yeah, so we both served in the same area. And in this in this ward, we had a member of the Steelers 
football team in the ward. His name is Chris Hoke. Super cool guy. We'd go have dinners at his house and always high energy. You're moving quick, you know. It felt a little bit like it was run like these are people who are they get stuff done, you know. Yeah. Very um, much so. And I think when we were there, he was just just barely starting to wrap up his career. Yeah. Because as soon as we left, and maybe when you were there, I don't know, but he got called into the stake presidency. And then not long after that, he became stake president. Right now, he's currently serving as stake president in the Pittsburgh North stake, I believe is what mm-hmm. it is. Yep. And he has his own podcast called uh, Pennsylvania Game Changers. I'll link that in the show notes, too. But he interviews people about the good they're doing in the community. So anyway, great guy. Awesome guy. Not shy about his faith at all. So I'm going to have you read this, Lenny, okay? You All have right. a much better reader voice than me. Oh, sure. Even if you're okay. worse at reading, but you sound better. So, <laughs> Okay. This is Chris Hoke. It's so much different in the NFL than it was playing at BYU, Chris Hoke said. You have to make sure that you're really committed to the gospel. You can't be on the fence. Hoke said once he joined the Steelers, he had to let people know right away what his standards were. He said his teammates and coaches ended up supporting him as he tried to live his faith. They probably thought I was a little weird at first, but eventually, if I was around, people wouldn't swear, Chris Hoke said. My coaches knew after practice I was going home to my family instead of having these long, crazy weekends like my teammates were, and they respected that about me. I knew that once I retired, I would have more time, and I just had this feeling that I had more to give Heavenly Father, Chris said. He gave me 11 years in the NFL. Now it's time to give back to him. Hoke said he had to work harder and stand firm in his beliefs when he was the only member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on his team with the Steelers. If he had to play on a Sunday, he said that he would be alone in his hotel room doing an hour of scripture study before the game. So that's just a snippet. There's more on that article. Everyone can go read. But uh, but thoughts on some of that, Lenny? I think that um, it's really interesting actually reading this and actually knowing the man himself. And I would say that he is pretty much... Even from what I just read here, he's pretty much the same person. Like what you feel from what you're reading here or what you're listening to, he's pretty much that same person. I think that it was impressive that he knew that it was very important that he had to be committed to the gospel if he was going to do something, you know, go into a place where gospel standards and being committed to the gospel and in faith in general is a, is a minority. I think that right. he was he came into that knowing that he he was going to be the minority in that and that's a, so he had to be committed to the yeah. gospel. I re- I really feel that that's important to know because I think we are as a community, uh, especially I don't want to say this like blanket statement, but this is just what I feel. I feel is the the more we're around members of our faith, more we're around people who are like us, the more complacent we get about certain things. I'm not saying that we get complacent about everything. I'm just saying about certain things. And I would say that's just as true in anything in faith as it is in being a musician or being an artist or being a, uh, a web developer or being a runner, any of those types of things, you know, maybe it's a little less than when, when you're doing something as a, you know, as a hobby rather than a way of life, uh, which, which living the gospel is, but I think it's kind of still the same, the same general principle yeah i mean this is this is another example of of someone who and as we're wrapping up those are the four guests okay as we're wrapping this up these are all people who are in the world but not of the world maybe more than 
we typically are because specifically with this episode, we wanted to find people who were famous and also members of the gospel, not people who were famous members of the gospel. Um, that was very important to us. There's a lot of people within the church who have built up a following and they have great, awesome things to say. I can think of a handful right off the back of my hand here. Um, Al Carraway, Hank Smith, John, by the way, etc. right? People doing great things within the church. They're, they're, they're famous and they're notorious within the church. These people we picked just now are, are out there and they're famous for different reasons. And so the, the only reason I bring that up is because Chris Hoke's example, he's, he's round. We're all, we all find each other in these similar situations. And his example specifically is being in the NFL, being in maybe a little bit more of a, a situation where you might be criticized a little bit more for certain lifestyle or not fitting in or um, you're playing a high stakes game but you're not going out with the homies and building building camaraderie. I don't know if that ever got in the way or whatever, but uh, the fact that he said, no, 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 God's given me a lot. I need to make sure I'm giving back to him. If it's on a Sunday, you know, and he's an example, someone else who lives the gospel in a very profound way. There's a lot of different ways we can show our faith on Sunday. Some people have that luxury of being able to choose not to work. Some people don't. In his case, if he had a game on a Sunday, he's, he said he's going to go make sure that he uh, spent an hour reading the scriptures before the game. That's that's proactive faith. Like, no wonder this mm-hmm. guy is so strong at defending his faith and is, and is still strong. He's a stake present now, for crying out loud. Like, he's given back as much as he can. He had his time in the in the NFL. Now he's you know maybe a little bit more full time. I shouldn't say full time, but I mean, it's a big job to be a stake president. Oh yeah, he's he's got that uh, because of how he's defended his, how he's stoked his faith. Maybe is a better way to put it. Over the years, it's uh, he's got a strong shield when it comes to defending it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I am really excited about all these people. I think that they're great members they're great examples of what it means to have a strong faith and continually building that faith and although we Cody and I are not famous by any stretch of the imagination this is our podcast so we get to actually share our own stories of faith while we wrap up this part of the episode so Cody why don't you start us off why don't you share basically answering this question is how do you defend your faith while living in the world I think uh, for me I, my thoughts often come back to strong, powerful experiences I've had and then that I've I've reinforced. Mm. So one of my catalyst experiences was praying about the restoration of the gospel through the prophet Joseph Smith. I did this when I was 14 years old. I've probably said this on the podcast before. And we went on, uh, we had this trek trip coming up and, and everybody wanted me to go. Now my, my parents were divorced growing up and so I spent half my weekends uh, with my mom, half my weekends with my dad. When I was with my mom, went to church, was very involved with church and all that stuff. When I was with my dad, none of that. And so it was one of those, it was easy for me to be casual about the gospel as a young teenager. And that started to change when I started to uh, get this foundation locked in for myself. And one of the first steps in that experience was was going on trek. I did not want to go on trek. I was not looking forward to it, especially because my dad had gotten tickets to go see Rush live. Oh and if man! You guys know, if you know anything about Rush, it's a drummer I can't miss seeing live. So I was really excited about that. 
But right before Trek, I made the decision I should probably put God first here and hopefully I don't regret it, right? <laughs> I was like 15. Maybe I was 16, dude. I don't know how old I was. But uh, I went on this trip, and there was a, a second night where they're like, okay, we set up camp. We've been pushing hand carts all day. We're exhausted. Somehow I'm having tons of fun on this trip. And uh, they say, hey, everyone just take some time. Go out into the foothills and just do whatever you want with your – make it a personal study, a personal devotional, whatever you want to do, whatever you need to do, go do it. And so I'm like, okay, I grabbed a bucket and I walked out there and I sat on this bucket on this hill all by myself and I read the vision, Joseph Smith's account of the first vision and I prayed about it and I got an undeniable feeling that this was absolutely true, that Joseph Smith is the prophet of the restoration and that stoked my faith and my testimony in the, in the Book of Mormon. And from that point on, I was really set on the path of starting to make changes in my life to prepare to go on a mission and be committed to the gospel. Mm. So that was one of my stories, and and it even did have a payout. And it took, you know, maybe another six, seven years. But uh, after my mission, Rush came back around for their 40-year anniversary tour. And I got tickets, and I went with my dad and my brother. Like I still got to go in the end. Um, And it was really fun. But I never regretted going on Trek. And I never expected to go to Rush. Mm, yep. But that's that's one of my stories of, of faith. So, anyway. uh, thanks thanks for sharing that, Cody. I think that's a pretty powerful example to us too about yeah, yeah, yeah. you were choosing to try and stoke your faith, try continue yeah. to defend uh, to build that, especially in those formative oh. years, man. Like, I don't know if I would have chosen that. Just yeah, a quick I'm a bit of a shenaniganizer, but a, a quick sidebar. I had a chance to go on Trek as well. But I chose to go on a family reunion instead. Which... Oh, she totally blew it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it was actually pretty good that I went there, but I think that yeah. I never got a chance to go on trek uh, again because it was my it was on my eighteenth my eighteenth year of, of living. So right. I probably will get a chance to go on trek another time. Just not as that's, a not as a participant in essence. That's true. That's yeah. very true. Let's hear your story of faith, my good sir. I will say that. I've been really reflecting on life lately. And I will say that I have loved my life. But as I have looked back on it, I have realized that it has not been easy. And yes, I think that uh, I, I've always been taken care of. And I've and I've really am grateful for all those experiences that I've gotten to experience, especially in high school. But as I look back, I just think, man, my life has not been easy. There's a lot of drama and a lot of hardship and heartache and trauma. But one thing that I know is when I was baptized at 19, that that was one of the best decisions I have ever made in my life so far. It still is. Anything that has had been to do with the gospel, I've never regretted choosing the gospel. I've always felt more at peace I've always felt more armed and given more tools to to live life and be a part of life and to figure myself out and to how to relate with others. I've always been given those tools through some way, shape, or form through the gospel. I have gone through some pretty hard stuff in the last couple of years. I have gone through some really hard stuff when I was younger. But those things have have all been made better because of the gospel. 
always. When I was baptized, my family didn't really want that. And it was hard for them. and It was hard for me. But it's always been better. My life has been better. And I hope that their lives have been affected. They've been able to see how it's affected me and how much better of a person I am. And recently, since, since I got divorced, uh, it's only been through the grace of God and through the, the being a part of his gospel that has helped me remain strong and steadfast and more committed to him and more committed to being a better person, a better father, you know, when I become a father, a better husband, when I become a husband, better son, a better person. I just can't imagine my life without the gospel and I don't want to imagine it without the gospel. Yeah. Amen, dude. Thank you. It's well said with, uh, I can't imagine it without the gospel either. You know, there's so much good that has come into both of our lives and we've witnessed both of, you know, in both of each other's lives, how long we've been friends for crying out We've witnessed a lot of that. uh, Yeah, absolutely. Good ups and downs, but no regrets, you know? No regrets. So anyway, well, hopefully uh, everyone, we feel a little inspired again. These uh, stories of faith are, this is this is inspirational. These are not primary sources of faith. These aren't even secondary sources of building your faith. These are tertiary sources, just like our podcast, meaning these are sources that should push you, should point you towards either a secondary source like the scriptures or the prophets or a primary source as in go get revelation of your own. Other people have gotten revelation. If you're listening, you've likely gotten some kind of revelation. Whether you're a member of the church or not, you've probably gotten some kind of revelation from God. Um, so what we hope and what we encourage and we want to support you all in doing and ourselves in doing is is build your foundation. Uh, Lenny, you said something in that video that, that we shot a few weeks back that is just so good. They're rebuilding the Salt Lake Temple Foundation because there are no chances with the temple and there are no chances with our faith if your testimony is built on a secondary or tertiary source no chances rebuild it mm. this is this is the time to get strong in the faith and uh these stories of faith can inspire us in it and uh, help boost us in that path but they will not be that path they will help us get there so that's why we that's why we want to share it that's the whole point of our podcast we want to help people build their faith in the right ways so Absolutely. Anything you'd add to that? I would want to say just at the end now, we've talked about all of these things. We have the gray. Here's the black and white of this whole episode. The black and white. Build your faith on sure foundations. Build your faith on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's it. That's the black and, and, and the And the white. The black and white. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, Coy's pretty excited about that one. I am. I'm Everyone, we're, we're really grateful um, to be able to start us, start us off our new year, our new season with Foundations of Faith. Let's build our faith together. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening. Uh, like and subscribe to the podcast, please. Share the podcast with your friends. Get it out. Spread the word. We want this to grow more and get more people involved and build this community up more and, and, and help build each other's faith more. Please send us now any questions or concerns you want to discuss in the podcast. That will still be our format going forward. That will still be the bulk of all of our episodes. However, we will be starting the episodes with a story of faith submitted by one of our listeners. So please submit a story of faith. You can send us audio. You can send us a video. 
or you can just send us a, a paragraph of text. Either way, we'll get it featured on the show and uh, have your testimony out here for other people to benefit from. Uh, so just tell us how you'd prefer it to be shown and then try to keep them short, one to two minutes, but we really appreciate and look forward uh, to getting your stories of faith submitted. Uh, contact us uh, through our, you can, so you can send those in on our email at, at uh, inblackandwhitepodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at IBW Podcast. And uh, also on our website, new website, looks good, looks schnazzy. We have a form on that website. You can you can send us your uh, story of faith or your question through there. So I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but just real quick for you, uh, just in case you missed it, on our Instagram, one of our featured stories is going to be, or feature series, I should say, is going to be my journey through doing my family history. As I mentioned in our kickoff video, I'm the only one member in my family. And so my whole family history is ripe for the, for the picking, for me to find out the stories of my ancestors and do their work in the temple. I've never done this before. I've never been good at family history, but I feel like I need to do this. And you're going to be coming along with me, along with me for the ride. So uh, you'll see weekly, weekly updates about how things are going. And you, know, you can even actually mention on our, our Instagram how your things are going as well, or maybe some suggestions that you have for me. I would love that. But that's going to be one of our featured stories. Um, we'd love to feature some of your own family history experiences or, you know, your, your testimonies, your stories of faith on our Instagram. Um, if you're uh, okay with it or if you want to share a video, um, we'll still talk about your stuff on the air itself. We'll talk the audio, but we'll share the video on our Instagram just to see what your faith and your stories are as well. We'd love to do that. Anyways, you can follow us on my journey. You can follow me on my journey through, the, through our Instagram and I'd love to see you there. All right. Godspeed, everyone. And God is good. <laughs>